You are now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello once again, and welcome to our post-sermon podcast. And uh, it's Marty Payton here and... Tommy Pastor D. Tommy D. And we are following up on this past week's sermon that we had here at Charity. Uh, been doing this little two-part thing called... Tom, what's the title? <laughs> the Post Sermon Podcast. No, what's oh, the title of the sermon? Words, words count. count. Very good. It's uh, and and so yeah. So this is the follow up to week number two. The first week we talked about the power of negativity, the negative words that we speak, and this week it was more about the positive use of words. So yeah, how I've got do you, positive go words, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I finally remembered words count yeah. instead of calling it words matter. That's good. That's good. I also know the local. Um, bakery that we're using for celebration or yeah. uh, anniversary for Sundays. anniversary yeah. Sunday, yeah. What's eat, the name of Eat Cakes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Since I totally ghosted that on Sunday. And listen, this is why words count so much. Oh, you man. You just never know who's going to be in the congregation. And who happened to be here? The owner of Eat Cakes, <laughs> Donna. <laughs> oh, she totally added me this oh, week to did Angie. she really? Yeah. <laughs> So Angie went to uh, drop something off, and she said, man, I thought that was amazing, by the way, how your boy just didn't remember my Forgot name. Forgot the name of the bakery. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, she's still going to bring the cupcakes, and we'll have those on Sunday morning. That, well, we need to have our A game right now, by the way. Yeah. After that plug you gave on Sunday for the podcast. Right. We probably, our listenership probably doubled. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Probably up to six or eight That's now. That's it, man. <laughs> no, we have a lot more than that. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening. And hey, do share this with somebody and help us get our listenership up uh, on our podcast. And you just never know. They might get better as we get more experience with this. Uh, but let's talk about the message. Um, I kind of introduced it with the idea of how many words we actually use. Were you surprised by the statistics that I shared? I, I was freaked out by the the numbers you were giving when I was thinking that was an annual number in <laughs> that first service, but when I wasn't expecting you, what you said, and you dropped that hammer at the end and said, that wasn't annually, that was daily per day. That was freaky. Yeah, we are. We are. And, and let me ask you this. So when you think about over the last couple of years, how we have gone to a lot more digital communication rather than face to face. Do you think you use words a lot more in that way, personally, like text messaging, emails? Um, I, w I would say that I use uh, a lot more text messages just because I have kids that yeah. generation. And then being a youth leader here, when I communicate with them, I could call them 50 times and they would never answer. Yeah. I send a text, immediate, immediate response. response. Yep. Do you prefer text message over phone call? I don't because my phone calls are short. Okay. If I have something to say, say yeah. it, get off the yeah. phone. Well, I, I'm the guy that prefers a text message. All right. Let, I me, just, let me make a note to myself. <laughs> I just soon read a text because here's the thing. Whenever you call somebody, you got to get through all the preliminary pleasantries. pleasantries and it takes a while, you know, and then some people it's hard to just get off the phone. True. Me, maybe one so of those people. Some I should have I should have uh, worded that. Words do count. Yeah. Some people I prefer text messages. Okay. Yeah. That are hard to get off the phone with. Yeah, but, we won't we won't go down a no. list of names for either one of us, but 
But we have become more accustomed to using more words than ever before in that way, and we think less about those words. And uh, I think that's 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 easy to to get into for all of us because when you're texting or when you're emailing, it's like talking to it's like talking to a a salesperson on the phone that's calling to try to sell you something versus one standing at your front door. Hmm. There's a difference, right? There is a difference. Do you have any experience with that? <laughs> I do. I, uh, you know, I get these phone calls for people trying to sell me a warranty or, or something, or they'll tell me that my computer has a virus, that my my Windows computer has a virus. You know how long it's been since I've used a Windows computer? A long time. You're, long, you're the Apple man. <laughs> a long time. So I'll say, well, hold on. Let me let me log in to yeah. make sure. You know, I'm not even looking at my f- computer. And eventually, I'll just kind of go into, um, your mom must really be proud of you. <laughs> and they'll go, excuse me? <laughs> they'll go, your mom must really be proud of you trying to scam people. And then they proceed to cuss you out before they hang up on you. I was going to say, when you said your mom must be really proud of you, <laughs> does that go in the positive affirming side of the scale or hey, the negative? He's probably making so much money scamming little old ladies yep. and old men and vulnerable well, people that don't I, understand. I like to have fun when they call and tell me my car's extended warranty's out. Yeah. I, I ask them which one. <laughs> I just keep them on the phone. They're like, excuse me? I'm like, you called me. Which car? car yeah, you? which one you yeah. got on your file there? That's it. Yeah. Of course, they have none. <laughs> or you'll go, listen, I am so glad you called. I've been trying to get a warranty on this car. It has 375,000 miles on it. It's been wrecked seven times, and I'd really love to have an extended warranty. What you can you do for me? Dial tone. <laughs> exactly. Hey, see, those who are listening to the podcast, you had no idea we'd be giving you these How sales tips. How much fun tips. you could yeah, have with it. there's so much fun to be had. But when a guy comes to your house and rings your ring doorbell mm. and you wonder, oh, who's at my house ringing my ring doorbell? Yeah. And you pull it up. Have you had you go, that happen recently? Yeah, just like a few <laughs> minutes ago. You're like, can I help you? And he goes into this 10-minute yep. sales pitch. He used a lot of words. A lot of words yes. on why I needed new windows in my house. And um, I told him to leave the information, but he didn't leave the information. But he did leave your property, so it was a he win. He did leave my property, as far as I know. Um, maybe he's painting his phone number on the <laughs> side of my bricks. <laughs> but anyway, our words, they do matter. And uh, and so, wait, they count. They count. Words count, yeah. exactly. Um, so, let's just talk a little bit about the benefit of positive words. Those words that are building up, words that are edifying. You have any examples of that in your life? Absolutely. Just, I think that for me, I've said this a lot that, um, you know, when it comes to kind of spiritually, uh, my mom has always been kind of a mentor of mine when Mm -hmm. it comes to business. My dad has been, but I can remember as far back as I can remember, my dad would always speaking to me that could be anything I wanted to be. And, you know, you're going to be um, a millionaire by the time you're 40. Miss that one, dad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're going to be successful. You're going to do all these things. But I believed it. Yeah. And I believe that there are power in words, which is what you've drilled home the last couple of weeks. And we see it all the time. Man, you speak life into your kids or you can speak death. And I believe that whatever label you give them, they do a pretty it good job on. of fulfilling that. Yeah, Kids who are told they're nothing growing up, Man, they do a great job living up to that. Kids that are told, you know, who their value, um, they're valuable, 
their life matters. Man, I just think that they they do a great job live, walking in that as well. Right. Because I think that there are maybe parents, coaches, leaders mm-hmm. who feel like if they can put you down like that, they almost feel like they're issuing a challenge to you that you'll step up and prove them wrong. Right. But I'm not sure that that's the best way to do it. I, I didn't see an example of Jesus ever doing anything no. like that. Mm-mm. You know, I didn't see that. Um, you, you know, he told his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. come upon you and told them that they were going to go do greater things than even he did. Well, you said something I thought was very, very important for people to get, though, that there is value in the negative word. Mm-hmm. But only when you have properly used the positive words. And yeah. so you just mentioned coaches um, or or parenting. Leah has, my wife has a, a saying that if I spend 90% of my time speaking into you, I've earned the right, mm-hmm. that other 10% to tell you things you don't want to hear. Right. And so those coaches that would get in my face and grab my face mask and chew me out and, you know, I'm wiping their spit off my face. I would listen because they had spent the 80 or 90% teaching me and yeah. training me. So and you knew I, they I cared that for was, you. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you know that somebody cares, you'll listen to that positive criticism. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very important. Because it doesn't feel like criticism at that time. That's right. It feels like coaching. It, coaching. It feels like they're building you up. They're, they're trying to motivate you mm-hmm. in a good way. I mean, the verse that we l- looked at was Ephesians 4.29. Uh, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up. Yeah. As it fits the occasion, as opposed to fitting my agenda. Yeah. You know, if it's the occasion, fits the benefit of the other person, that it may give grace um, to those who hear. So, yeah. I thought we put that into practice really good on Monday. Yeah. You and I played golf and oh. no bad words came out of our mouth. None. None. I don't even think we threw a club. No, I didn't. Um, only in my mind. Sure. Um, that happens. I mean, I, I don't know how you can stop that. That's right. You know, you can't control really yeah. all of that. But there were more attaboys and good shot oh, on man. Monday than we've ever Listen, had. Listen, I've never seen somebody hit it in the woods so cleanly as you did <laughs> at one time. <laughs> I almost missed That the was ball. right off the tee box, oh. man. Just right straight in the woods. I mean, that was straight as an arrow right toward that Amazing. tree. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple of those. Man. I hit one. It was a very clean, I think I hit my hybrid, my three hybrid. I hit that thing as clean as I could, and it hit a tree as Dead solid center. as it could. And it was 30 yards back of yeah. where I started. And so, and and I'm, and you're clapping. I, don't, I didn't understand that, Tom. <laughs> I was trying to build you up. I was trying to build you up. But you know what? We had some, we had some good shots, but we had some really bad shots. Oh, yeah. But I bet we laughed more on Monday. Maybe it was because of the time of your message. Maybe it was because we were trying consciously just to think yep, about positive, the positive, positive words. And and I hope that this is what people have done. Yep. They just make it a game, make it whatever. But just being conscious, conscious, conscious mm-hmm. of the words that we allow to come about out of our mouths. Yep. And uh, and and I'm I'm telling you, I've gotten so much feedback on this. Yep. It's, it was one of those, uh, you know, I was like, this would be a good two week thing to talk about. It's a great passage. I'd, I'd read over it and, and, uh, thought, man, I, I ought to talk about that. And, uh, and I'd even gotten some feedback from Angie, you know, 
regarding that. And but man, it was it, the overwhelming response because I think so much of it we deal with it so regularly about it. Well, and I was speaking to a guest just earlier today, uh, first time member, and one of his takeaways, which you know, one of the the goals here is always to have practical teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this was unsolicited. Um, and he just said, man, just the message was so applicable. And I know that was the goal of these two weeks sure. is, you know, how do we take what we hear from this one verse? Um, I had another conversation. Somebody said, how does Pastor Marty take two weeks from one verse? Well, because I had so much fault <laughs> that I found in myself in those that one verse. I had plenty to talk about. But but the guy today said, uh, man, it was so applicable and that's what we want and and I think it's applicable for us as well. Yeah. I mean, you were the one teaching it, but but then putting it into practice. So yeah. And you, you know, you go. You were talking about growing up, your parents, and I, I have to say that my parents were have always been some of the most edifying parents I could have ever asked for. Um, they were, you know, I played baseball growing up, and they were at every single baseball game. And my dad would always be the encouraging guy. He never coached, but he was always sitting right there encouraging me. Every strikeout, man, he was like, hey, you'll get them next time, that right. kind of thing. And, you know, he's, he's also the guy that would, he might fuss at the ref or the umpire um, and that. But but my parents always just made me believe that I could do anything I set my mind to. That's right. And your parents, I'm sure Absolutely. the same way. I know your parents. Yep. Very positive, very uplifting and uh, very encouraging, no so matter what path. T- to this day, um, you know, you're in your early 50s. You still allow your parents to parent you. Absolutely. I'm in my 40s. I still allow them to parent me because I, I love the fact I'll ask my dad's opinion on something. Something he'll say to me is, oh, you're not going to like this response. <laughs> but, but you listen to it because, man, they've, get, they've gotten that ratio right so many times over the years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there were a couple of things in that verse um, that are really key, I think. And one of them was our words are beneficial when they are good words. And a little Greek word that he uses there is this agathos. It means morally good for the hearer. And I think there's so many different routes we could go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but words that are may seem and it's you know kind of goes along with what your dad said um you're not going to like this right there are words that we need to hear that we may have classified those in the first category right corrupting talk but in the end we know that they're morally good for the hearer and i think that's where we've probably gotten it wrong as a culture where we think sometimes the most loving thing to do is to do nothing at all yeah or to not say anything right when a lot of times the most loving thing to do is just is to have that conversation. Right, say not, something. Yeah, you're not going to like this, but yeah. but because I love you, I need to speak this truth to you. Yeah, I remember years ago when I was a teenager. No, I might have been a young adult at this point. We were out four wheeler riding down in Louisiana, and we were down in this area that used to be an old, I think, of an old military base of some sort, but it was you know cleaned out and and there were old roads. And I remember riding my four-wheeler at a very, very high speed. And all of a sudden I heard somebody screaming at me and it's, it startled me, but it startled me and made me stop. And within 20 feet, 
Uh-oh. The road was completely washed out, and it was like a 10 or 15-foot drop-off. That had been bad. Yeah. if I, I mean, I might have been able to stop had I seen it, but that old four-wheeler, my brakes were not yeah. the best. But that's the example. Yeah, the most loving thing they could have done was is, scream at me right. and tell yeah. me to stop, that's stop right. what I was doing. Uh, and it potentially could have saved my life at that point. And, and I think that speaking morally good things to people as Christians, that's what we're called to. But we don't like to make I don't like to make other people uncomfortable mm-hmm. individually. I don't mind so much when I'm preaching. I think that's part of part what of it, I yeah. do there. But if I were to have to call you out on something, one-on-one on is different. It's hard. Yeah, it's very, very hard. And um, but it's the morally right thing to do, and it goes along with those words that are beneficial for those. And uh, another thing uh, there that I was that I had studied about, um, and I think this goes back. This was the NIV. Let me pull this up. The international version um, of that verse says, "Do not let any unwholesome." talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building others up according to their needs, Mm. according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And as I was thinking through that a lot, and I mentioned this some on Sunday, but didn't really get to go very, very deep in it, but according to their needs, and that's usually not what our talk is about. No, because we're so self-centered that we're always thinking about our own needs. Yeah. And it's about it's about me wanting to make sure you hear mm-hmm. hear my thoughts, hear my feelings, uh, very me centered. That's right. Rather than hey, how does what I'm feeling or how's what I'm doing make make you feel? Yep. Uh, what do you need in order to um, thrive in life, like you would do for your for your girls, you know, or now for your grandbaby, granddaughter, That's you right. know, you wait till you start adding some words to that little girl's oh, life man, man i'm done it changes it <laughs> changes and then finally he finishes up with with those those words that are graceful words that are graceful to the hearer um you know that that word for grace is a uh, charis and it means the resulting the resulting activity that is a necessary consequence of genuine benefit goodwill especially used of the outworking of God's goodwill. And ultimately, as a body of Christ, as fellow Christians, we want to speak words that are of spiritual benefit to other people. Man, you just saying that, and um, I love that word grace. I'm thinking, how could we implement this in our marriage? Mm. Right. And so not our marriage, but not you and me, yours no, and mine Leah's and Leah's, Leah's, yeah, yours so, and yeah, let's clarify oh, that. It's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Help me. So, but, um, you know, Jesus refers to marriage and when he refers to it, um, quoting Genesis, he is uh, making it very clear that that God is the one who institute who created marriage. Right. And, and the covenant of marriage. Paul refers to marriage of the two becoming one, same scripture that Jesus referenced in Ephesians, and he is pointing to what marriage portrays, and that is Christ and the church. Mm -hmm. And so just thinking about these words, right, and that word grace, the relationship of Christ and the church is all about grace. Yeah, It's by grace that you and I are saved. Man, what if we just started pouring out grace in our words to our spouse. What Mm. kind of a game changer would that be? Wow. 
Not condemnation. That's right. But grace. That's right. Giving grace to the hearer. That's a great place to stop. That's a great place to stop. And hey, this coming week, we are actually starting a brand new five-week series. Do you know the title of I it, do. Tom? What's Man, the title of it? Words count, baby. It is called <laughs> I Love Charity. I Love Charity. And so this week is our 31-year anniversary, and uh, we're going to have cupcakes from... Eat Cakes. Eat Cakes Bakery here in Kannapolis, so everybody can enjoy that. We'll have a variety of flavors as well. And uh, Hey, look, I'm still giving mine away to the highest bidder. All right. All right. Yep. Well, I might be joining you on holding off, and I might go see Donna at a later date after I'm off of this little, I don't like to call it a diet, but I'm just trying to clean up because I had put on a little bit of weight when I look, went to I just Tanzania. Heard, I just heard today, actually, somebody was talking to me and said that the cinnamon buns they have. Mm-hmm. Or smack your mama good. Yeah, yeah, they, I believe it. Listen, I haven't had anything in there that didn't wasn't smack your mama good, gotcha. and I've I've eaten a few things out of there. Told so. your mom said, "Mom, it's a good thing you still live a couple states away." That's right. So we'll hope you join us nine thirty Sunday morning or at eleven o'clock for our thirty-one year anniversary celebration here at Charity, and uh, we will be starting a brand new series. Uh, I love Charity. And uh, this week, the title of the message is Unity in Community. I love it. So, hey, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. 